Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. Well, my guest today is an international icon. She, of course, is an American treasure. She has been a just a champion for social justice for so long. And now she is back with something very special for all of us. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only, the inimitable Dionne Warwick. How are you? I'm wonderful, honey. How are you? Um, it's, well, first of all, I'm so much better now that I'm seeing you in person. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too. It's been so long. I know. I think it's been at least almost two years, and everybody should know we've been friends for a long time, and we yeah. try to get together. Dion used to live here, and now you live back on the East Coast, and we don't see each other as much. So Yeah, I sure do. I know, but you know what? You are always, first of all, for anybody who does not know, and there, you know, we got a whole new generation here. Yeah. Uh, you have been <laughs> a champion for the HIV AIDS, what had been a pandemic way back in the day, but thanks to people like you uh, and a few other folks, you know, that's no longer even, it's now a chronic illness. Yes. You guys really worked hard. We all did. I mean, you did campaigns uh, for us here yeah. in New York. And we, we did so much to wipe out that, that scourge of AIDS. And now here we are in another pandemic. Yeah. And once again, you are creating something to really help people out and to, to just commemorate the people we've lost. Tell tell us about it, Dion. Yes. This, um, we're commemorating, unfortunately, the losses that we have had over the past what, seven, eight months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've lost 200,000 people to this thing called COVID-19. And it's a virus that we finally, they figured out was airborne, which uh, is the reason now that everybody must pay close attention to the fact that masks play a very, very important part in our lives today. It keeps, um, as you know, well, Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci, I call him Tony because he's a friend. Yeah. And um, he, you know, like he said, you know, when when we speak, you'd be surprised at how much comes out of our mouth and, and towards us. So that social distancing makes all the sense in the world. Covering your mouth and nose makes all the sense in the world. Washing your hands because you touch everything in the world. Every time you walk out of the door, you're touching your doorknob. You're talking, touching your car. You're touching things. You know, so washing your hands makes sense. We all have something called common sense. We better start using it, okay? <laughs> Is that that point? Well, I, I was going to say, everybody doesn't seem to have common sense these days, but we won't even go there. <laughs> Well, they don't have common. They don't, they don't. They have common sense. They just don't use it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's now time to start using. You know, we're, we're doing a, a, a first only commemoration to uh, commemorate those and to celebrate those who have lost their lives to COVID nineteen. Um, it's it's time we felt that our country has now got to come together and un- unify. And, and pay homage to those who have suffered and have lost, and those who are suffering because of the loss. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're, we're gonna have 20 seats, which will be sort of 
say, um, I'm trying to find the words. Uh, Oh, kind of to 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 pay homage to those two hundred thousand people. It'll be one for every ten people lost, mm-hmm. and twenty seats gives you two hundred thousand. Um, and this is going I, to be held where? In Washington D.C. on the okay. uh, on the ellipse, uh, which is the back end of the White House. So you'll see the White House. You'll see the twenty seats. There'll be speakers from every area. There'll be those who have lost people to the disease. There'll be doctors. Uh, there'll be laymen. And we also want to pay homage to the, our front runners, our frontliners. You know those people who oh. have made it possible. You know for us to be a little more at ease. The doctors, right. the nurses, the the um, mailman. The, the, the grocery store, uh, taxi driver, all those people, we've got to say thank you. You know, it's time for us now to stop being selfish and become selfless. Yeah, I agree. You know what really boggles my mind? Hmm. Like you said, 200,000 people are dead. Yes. They're dead. They're not coming back. This is somebody's mama, somebody's sister, brother, daughter. And, and and there's just kind of a, people have not seemingly paid attention to that number. I mean, that's more people than died in any of our wars we've had. And this is only, and we're only eight months into this. Right. You know, well, not only are the 200,000 who passed away, we had 7 million who were infected. You right. know, it's, it's like, it's a nonstop train. And it's running out of control. And there's only one way to stop it. We got to put a barrier up. Yeah. To stop this thing and its track. We really have to. Um, we have to pay attention to what's being told to us to to make us feel at least okay. If I do this, maybe I'll be a little safer. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You know? Yeah. Wear that mask. Mm-hmm. Put on some gloves. Wash your hands. You know. Stay six feet away from each other if that's what it takes. Right. Stay you'll home get a if chance that's to what hug it takes. Again. You, <laughs> right. you will get a chance to hug again soon, but you got to get to that point. You know, unfortunately, part of the reason we've got so many deaths that you are now trying to help these families and represent the people that have died mm-hmm. uh, is because of him. I mean, let's just call it, you know, a spade a spade. And that's what happened here. He yeah. just said, this is, doesn't matter. Don't wear a mask. I mean, he's gone all over the place. But we know that this man has mental health issues. That's what I'm just going to say. Because he does. <laughs> um, but all of that being said, the people who have followed him into the swamp and into this pit mm-hmm. uh, now are going to have their own kind of reckoning, I believe, because of what has happened to him. Like you yeah. said earlier, God don't like ugly. Uh-uh. So, yeah. what you know, what do you think will happen now as a result of him contracting this virus to all of those people who thought, well, no, I'm not going to wear a mask because I, I think um, more, more than ever, his Senate is going to kind of straighten up their backs a bit. <laughs> like, oh dear, what mm-hmm. is going on here? You know, and uh, Mitch McConnell, 
<laughs> who has been walking side by side with this man, holding hands practically with him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, he better take a good look at himself. I, I do believe though that um, this is frightening and it's frightening everybody within that whole circle of people. Right. Um, uh-oh, what's going on here? Why Why him? You know, wait a minute, who's gonna be, how are we gonna, and what do we do? And you know, all those questions I know, I know are going through everybody's heads right now. Right, and, and they're, they're very real. Oh, definitely. You know, D- Dion, you have been on the correct side of history for so long, and <laughs> but, but let's look back to the days when um, People were really afraid to touch people because they thought they might have HIV AIDS. Yeah. You know, people were, uh, they would ostracize people, really. It was almost like being a leper when it first started. And you and Elizabeth Taylor and a few other, you know, like Elton John, people just stepped up to the plate and said, no, 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 no. Now, you and I have been around long enough to realize when people, I know a lot of my friends died from AIDS. Yes. You know, we lost a lot of people. people I've were held dying. the ones that passed. I've held them. Wow. Yes. yes, exactly. So looking at that and then, you know, and again, you've also been, for people who don't know, you are a U.S. ambassador for health as well. So yes. So um, I'm not sure under which administration that was, but well, Reagan is- appointed me, and I, I served throughout his his uh, his time, and I I did the uh, stayed through Clinton, and okay. that you know that's when I said you know what I can't do this all by myself. I just can't, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you were there, and so you have met with world leaders. Yeah, w- dealing with a pandemic yes what do you feel is the difference between the days when you were working in the reagan administration and then the clinton administration how was that different from and dealing with a disease like that and today what would you say is the biggest difference you know there is no difference there isn't there is no difference whatsoever this disease is as devastating as aids was from jump street you know it's just get a matter of educating people getting them to understand what this is. You can't fight something you don't know anything about. And that was, has always been my my forefront. And I, in fact, I was called blasphemous for saying education is the key. Mm-hmm. You know, but that is the key. So I, you know, I think we, we've got to all now understand what we're up against. And it's being, it's trying to be explained by those who we depend upon to be able to do that, and that's our doctors and our scientists. Those are the only people that we can depend on to give us correct information. And we've got to start listening to them. You know, we can't just go poo-poo. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. They're giving you information as they get it. Well, and and I love the fact that you call Dr. Fauci Tony because y'all are good buddies. (laughs) Somebody asked me about going somewhere and I said, you know what? I can't get on a plane right now because Dr. Fauci says he's not flying. So I'm following Dr. Fauci. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it's like that. I keep getting asked, well, when are you going to go back to concert? No, I said, when Broadway decides to go back into those houses that mm-hmm. they perform in. That's when Deanna considered going back into concert halls. Right. Until that time, 
Baby, I'm gonna be sitting right here in my house. I got to know my house pretty well these past seven months. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're never really there. Never so there. I, that's right. <laughs> I, I gotta ask you, how are the rest? How's the rest of the family? Your sons and their families. Everybody's because they're here, aren't they? No, uh, no. Uh, David is uh, still in. He's in Vegas. He has an apartment there. Right. You know, so I was for months of doing a residency at Caesars. Mm-hmm. And um, Damon, my baby, decided, well, I'm going someplace I know ain't nothing happening. And that's, he's in Montana. <laughs> All places. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. They're, they're both fine. They're, they're, my grandbabies are doing fine. Both uh-huh. of them are fine. My sister just had a birthday a couple of days ago. She's okay. doing great. So everybody's good. Yeah. I am so blessed. Oh, we are. We we really are. But then again, we've been paying attention and we've been doing the right thing. Yes. So yeah. I, it, it does. It does pay off in the end. Um, I, I know that, you know, you aren't going to be doing concerts, but it, it's very interesting because I look at you and I look at, you know, Patty and and, and, and all the girls and, yeah. and everybody, everybody is still so energetic and and performing at the 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 height of the the, their career ever you know i mean when they did the challenge with um patty Gladys. oh (laughs) my god and you tuned in a little bit on that yeah you know i was just surprised (laughs) (laughs) so what is it about about that generation this generation of i mean y'all don't stop you keep getting better what has been the key and the secret to that? You know, first of all, we listened. We were to mon- um, given mentorship by the greatest icons of our industry. When you stop and think that someone like Alina Horn or Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, would take the time to sit us down and say, hey, listen, this is how I did it. Now, I'm saying that's the way you got to do it. But take heed to the... the pitfalls that I could have fallen into and stayed, but I knew how to climb out of. You don't have to go into that pit hole. I'm going to give you the formula for that, okay? You got to stop and listen. And I can't tell you, I mean, when when I have at my access, Lena Horn, Diane Carroll, Ella Fitzgerald, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, I have those kinds of people at my access. You think I'm not going to use it? <laughs> I think, hey, listen, I'm doing so and so and so, and yeah, and you know, and they give me what they feel I need for that particular so and so and so. Right. Well, girl, whatever they gave you, it's working still. <laughs> it is lasting forever, and I'm absolutely loving it. I remember. I think it was. I don't, I don't know, I've stopped counting the years, but I remember coming out here, um, I'm here, but I remember you were here and you did a Christmas album. It was your first Christmas album. I think you recorded part of it here in LA. Yeah. And we were all there and listening. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's your first Christmas album. And of course we, we bring it out every year and mm-hmm. to play it again. And this is a radio network, so we do hear a lot of you. <laughs> so. Well, I, got a new, I have a new one now, you know that. Right, that's that's what I was bringing all this up for because yeah. I said, don't you, you have a new one? Yeah, the voices of Christmas, and I I can't tell you how first of all thrilling it was to do this. It's, it's a it's a CD full of duets, oh. um, 
I mean, that's magnificent to us. Have, um, and it's, uh, it's so diverse. I mean, we touched upon almost every genre of music. We touched jazz, we touched country, we touched uh, pop, we touched blues, we touched every area of music. Um, and, you know, the, working with people like Johnny Mathis, hello, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with um, a young man um, that I had not met before, you know, and all of a sudden here he is in my life, um, music soul child. Oh, uh, I love him. You know, yeah, I mean, it's a talented kids, uh, Chloe and Hallie. Oh, yeah, you know, I, 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 the Oak Ridge Boys, come on. Oh, I wow. Had the best time doing this CD, I cannot tell you. It was a joy. Wow. When is now? Is this out now, or is oh, it going to yes. be? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's called "The Joy of Christmas." No, the voices. The voices of Christmas. Yes. Okay. Well, this is a must get. I'm going to have to go download that one today because. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm telling you, I've been living in Christmas. <laughs> Here it is. It's going to be Christmas in a minute. <laughs> Again, so I'm right. <laughs> lining all my stuff up now. So this one I've got to go. Okay. The voices of Christmas. We can't uh-huh. wait for that one. I, so, you know, do you, uh, yeah, well, so you're good until at least January because you, you're going to get us through the holiday and then you got to come up with something different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> something new. Doing that soon. I'm just kidding you. But but back to what we were talking about, the national remembrance of 200,000 Americans to die from COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dion, you're, you're unstoppable. You are, like I said, a national treasure. And so we are going, when can we start seeing these 20,000 seats representing the people who died? When will that all, when will that exhibition be set up? And you're actually hosting this. Uh, How about day after tomorrow? Okay. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) In Washington, D.C. And uh, it'll be, it'll be covered, you know, of course, Mm -hmm. Um, the media will certainly in fact, they asked to be a part of this, which I think is wonderful, you know, to get this word out, to let people know that we're, we care and we want things to happen to stop this thing called COVID-19. Yeah. And um, we don't have, we don't want to call it COVID-20. We don't. No, we really or don't. 21, <laughs> please, you know, but that's the way it looks like it's going to head. And that, that is, uh, that's something we can't have happen, you know. And, you know, we, we, we've got to get um, we've got to get this good information that we're being given out into people's ears and eyes and, and hearts, you know, to, to start doing what they're supposed to do. Let me just ask you one thing. Since you and, and Dr. Fauci are really good friends, and I know you've, you speak with him regularly, mm-hmm. what is his guesstimation? And I say guesstimation, even though he's a scientist, but what is his guesstimation on when we might really have a virus that works? I mean, uh, I mean, they have a, a now, that's vaccine. He that won't works. say. He won't say because he doesn't know. He doesn't know like anybody else doesn't know. And nobody will know until they have found something that they've tested properly and they feel is working properly. And nobody's gonna, uh, uh, Tony's smart enough not to say anything about, oh, it'll be next year. No, he can't, he won't say that because he does not know. Mm-hmm. Nobody really does until that vaccine shows is working. 
that's when the announcement will be made, I'm certain. And they're gonna do multiple tests before anybody ever gets, uh, gets, gets stuck in the arm with that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I haven't talked to a single person, black or white, that said that they were gonna take it, so. <laughs> just I, saying. <laughs> I <laughs> just know, saying. I, I think, you know, once the, the uh, testing is done, because they, they have volunteers, people who will volunteer, which is, I guess, a good thing, you know? Yeah. And especially if, uh, if they're downridden with the disease itself and mm-hmm. have been told this possibly could be of service to them, mm-hmm. then, you know, they take the chance to do it, you know? You know tests that I've been done on anything medical for many, many years. Right. And you never know until a test proves to work. So I think once that happens and they're finding that it does work, I think people who say, well, I'm not going to take it, might just change their minds. Yeah, well, I, th- I, I agree. I mean, especially especially if people keep getting this and they can't get rid of it. Uh, I know we, we, you've, we've kept you on the line here for a while. I so miss okay. you and, and enjoy talking to you. But just in, in parting uh, today, you know, what advice would you give to all Americans? I mean, we didn't even touch on the whole thing of the social injustice and all the other stuff that's been going on this yeah. year. And you, you've been at such the forefront of all of this for, for a good long time. What would you say to Americans right now about coming together? Um, and is that even possible in your mind? Yeah. Now, you know what? I'll tell you something. I, I, I never preached to anybody. You know, I, I think that's my place to do. I will impart a little bit of the educated values that I've learned over the years from those that I felt had the ability to give me the correct information to bring. I mean, I can remember traveling the entire world and visiting with health officials in different countries where they were getting some results from medications dealing with AIDS. I would bring that back to the United States. And there were doctors here who were willing to test patients who were losing their lives to AIDS as well. And some of it was working for some, and you know, then there were those that didn't respond to it. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel that if we all decide that we are human beings, okay, and we see, you know, it's, I, I'm a firm believer in my, my God and my Bible, and I believe in everything that my grandfather, who was a minister, taught me. And his words to me, my sister Didi, my brother Pookie, at very tender ages, he told us then, he says, listen, I want you to always remember, God put us all on this earth to be of service to each other. Mm. And I think that would be something I would like to leave with people. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, can I help you? And meaning it. And then doing it. Nothing wrong yeah. with it at all. Well, you have practiced what you preach for so yeah. very long, and that's why you're still here, still looking good, and still singing. I can't. I'm telling you, when we get off, the, I'm gonna go download that Christmas album <laughs> and listen to some good music today. And good music, by the way, you know that there is that's no joke, because good music will heal you. Yes, it, it will heal you. I it will heal that. you. I and Dion, yeah, Dion Warwick, you have healed us over. You know, the last couple of decades or so. So we thank you for that. (laughs) 
it very time. <laughs> Always good to see you, my friend. Stay well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for all you're doing to recognize the people we've lost here in the United States and all over the world. But right now, we're just going to deal with our country. Our so, country, that's right. Our country, that's what we need to focus on right mm -hmm. now. So we, thank you. I'm sending kisses and big hugs to you. Back to you, darling. Same thing. Miss and you we'll, a lot. Hope to see you and it gives me a real big hug myself. Yeah. Yeah. Loving it so much. Thank you, everybody. And thank you for joining us today on Hollywood Live. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.